Blog Talk Radio. Live from Chicago and Las Vegas, you're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's Page One with LaVar and Mary on Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio Nation. It is Friday night. Welcome to another edition of Page One for this Friday night, March 4th. We are now in the last month of the first quarter of the year. Hard to believe that, Uh, (laughs) but here we are. Uh, March in some areas has come in. Is it supposed to be March or April? It's supposed to come in like a lion or however that works. I don't know. <laughs> uh, in like a come in like a lion out like a lamb, in like a lamb out like a lion. I don't know. Is, is, that is March? it March? I, I think it is. Is know. it March like, or is it April? Who knows? I don't I, know. I, I April don't know showers. April showers bring Mayflowers. Do you know what Mayflowers bring? Um, <laughs> I had a quick answer to that. That was going to be a joke, and I'm not sure that's going to fly over. Uh, no. What was, what was the it, quick answer? I was going to say something about the Mayflower ship, but no, I, I, I wasn't going to go that route. But uh, <laughs> that's that's the um, answer. Pilgrims. Yes. So yeah, I was going to say the Pilgrims. That's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I already knew. You could have just went with the man. Yeah, I should have. I should have, and you know that's on me. I I was going to, and I did not. Shame on me. Next time we get the uh, set. Up. Well, here you go. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mess up your joke. Uh, nobody heard it. Uh, so we'll get <laughs> lead again, and then I will. Uh, I'll I'll have the answer for you. No, it's already over. It's ruined. <laughs> My life is over. I'm never saying that joke again. I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god well i was gonna have a different answer if you had gone that route but no, i won't do it but uh no it is uh march we are well into the month in which uh meteorological spring i think has begun in some areas i, I think tomorrow here in chicago uh it is supposed to get close to 70 degrees um uh, a little yeah, yeah, mid-60s, close to 70, but it's what I call uh, spring samplers because after that occurs, it's going to get cold again. <laughs> so as spring gives, take it. Yeah. So, but other places are already in spring. But rain today, and you know what? Weird, weird weather has happened. It rained today here in southern Nevada. Go figure. Really? Yep. Hmm. Now it only lasted I, for like seven minutes where I was at, but you know, it was actual like a, rain. Like I know the difference between rain and sprinkles. It was more than a sprinkle. 
less than a thunderstorm. <laughs> so it's so it's not um what's the word I want to use here? It's it's kinda like a Miami rain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna it's gonna rain on you probably heavily for like a few minutes but it'll stop. And you can see it. That's the one thing about Miami, and I love Miami, and shout out to all of my, my peeps down that way. But it, it, one of the things that I've noticed is that you could tell right before you're going into a storm. Because if you're driving from uh, Fort Lauderdale or West Palm Beach and you're going into Miami, um, if you can see it from far away, it's pretty much like you already know what's about to happen. But it happens in pockets. And if you really want to test the weather down that way, one of the things that I learned was that you could be traveling, hit a light storm. You could see the storm clouds above you almost as if you're traveling with it. You hit the heavier stuff, and then you come out of it. And as you're, like, leaving it, you see it right behind you, and it's kind of like it just sits there, which is the weirdest thing. But as soon as it finishes raining, it gets really hot. Um, The (laughs) temperatures pick back up so fast, which it's – yeah, I – I love it, but I know that would drive me insane if I, like, constantly had rain. Um, I don't know. Are you a rain person? Are you, I mean, what's your favorite type of weather? Because I know there are some people who love winter. There are some people who love spring, some people who love summer. What's your favorite? I love fall. I am an autumn gal. I've always loved fall, the crisp, cool air. Like, it seems cleaner. It feels lighter to me. Um, but if you're talking specifically about like precipitation, I enjoy a good summer thunderstorm where it's the warm rain, but it's real heavy. Oh, give me that and a nap and a swing on a porch. And I am, that's all I need. Not in that order, obviously, but yeah, I'm down. Like, I will stop whatever I'm doing and go stand there and watch the rain. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I am probably one of those people that love – I'm kind of like that in-between. I love, like, summer, but it can't be a hot summer. It's like if I have, like, somewhere where I don't really have to wear a jacket – and it's not – I'm not sweating like a pig. Uh, <laughs> I can deal with that. Um, odd enough for a person that was born in winter, but in, in a city in which embraces, it seems, winter, uh, I think these last few years of all the record-breaking snow has, like, broken me of my love of, like, winter. <laughs> Especially when you have to do a lot of shoveling. So I envy those who live in, like, warm climate states, but I don't totally envy them because they have to go through really hot, sticky weather. I hate hot, sticky weather. Uh, I love Arizona uh, for what I got of it, the hotter weather. But it was like – it wasn't hot. It, was like, it felt like 80 degrees. Their 100 degrees felt like 80 to me. But uh, not that I would want to deal with that all year long. But, yeah. <laughs> Oh, it was a little weird. Uh, <laughs> but as you can tell, if we're talking about weather, you know that uh, it's that time of year where anything goes. I, I know tomorrow, like I said, it's probably going to be a light jacket, and then Sunday it will probably be a heavier jacket. <laughs> so you can't put anything away here. That's what I hate. You have to take out all the jackets. So you either got a fleece jacket or you've got a nice light jacket 
where you've got a heavy leather coat range. But hopefully wherever you're at, it's fine. But we are, like I said, we're in March. So the Almanac brings a lot of things, and we got a lot of things tonight. Uh, it's going to kind of go uh, – how do I want to put this? It's going to go a little up and down. Uh, we've got some stories tonight, uh, some serious stories, and then we've got uh, – I kind of said this was one of those weird weeks where things, because of what's happening, uh, it's, it's kind of a partway serious show. Then uh, we will delve into what I like to do from time to time, what I call potpourri night, where it's pretty much some stories that really don't fit into like a long discussion, but it possibly could. So we'll pull a few of those tonight uh, because there's a few things that I read this week that I, I am interested in starting up a conversation on here. And then we'll take a live look at what's trending. We got the retro moment of the week, uh, a commentary tonight. Um, I will have that before the bottom of the hour. And then um, we'll probably do an Urban Dictionary Word of the Day if we have a little bit of time. So a lot of stuff tonight. Um, but like I said, with the Almanac, it is March 4th. I kind of feel at times when I don't have a calendar in front of me, I doubt I myself. But it is March 4th. <laughs> um, we are about probably, what, eight days away from daylight saving time. So that's going to mess up a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we spring forward. And in some, some ways, more daylight. So we start to get a little bit more daylight. Um, I actually look forward to that when we have a little bit more daylight at 6, 7 o'clock. Um, I don't know about you, but, uh, yeah. No. I want a little bit more. No? You like before it gets dark early? Yeah, I like, I like the dark. I told you, fall. I like that. I like... Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, yes, that's coming up on the 13th, though, so we'll we'll talk about that next week. But with it now being a brand-new month, uh, it is a few things going on. It is, uh, well, March 1st through the 7th, it is National Invest in Veterans Week. Uh, the week of March 1st also is Peace Corps Week. Uh, it is National and, well, um, it's Telecommuter Appreciation Week coming up uh, March 3rd. National Cheerleading Week. You are a, you were a cheerleader, correct? A very long time ago, yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> March 1st through 7th. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it is uh, also uh, National Professional Pet Sitters Week, the first full week of March. Uh, which is going on. So there's quite a few things throughout the first week of March. This month, though, uh, what's going on this month, it is uh, Developmental Disabilities Awareness Month, Endometriosis Awareness Month, it is Irish American Heritage Month, Multiple Sclerosis Awareness Month, National Athletic Training Month, uh, it is National Brain Injury Awareness Month, National Breast Implant Awareness Month. I did not notice there was a month for that. Um, it is National Caffeine Awareness Month, I, Celery Month. <laughs> yeah, see, I, you didn't even know that there was one for that, did you? <laughs> I, I'm just I'm wondering what kind of awareness do I need for breast implants, like that they exist? Well, I will tell you. Uh, <laughs> throughout March, National I, I'm breast sorry. Implant Awareness Month. <laughs> 
Now I'm going to tell you, I'm glad you asked that question. Uh, National Breast Implant Awareness Month alerts us to the truth about breast implants. Now, the observance is dedicated to providing valuable information for those who have implants and those considering them. Uh, Seeking all avenues of information provides valuable insight to the decision-making process. And before committing to surgery, you can consider the risks, the types of implants, and how they're managed as they all factor into your overall health. Uh, They do say that some areas to research is breastfeeding, mammograms, uh, breast reconstruction, insurance, symptoms, and a support system. So um, there's also symptoms of what's called uh, implant illness, which can range from everywhere to like anxiety, fatigue, joint pain, muscle pain, insomnia, brain fog, uh, difficulty concentrating, memory loss. Uh, There's a whole bunch of things. Uh, but uh, they want uh, pretty much, uh, you know, things such as uh, having an ingredients list uh, of the shell of all implants and uh, things of that nature. So it's more or less educating yourself in regards to uh, breast implants. So, yeah. Uh, it is also national. I had a very celery. bad joke, but I'll leave it. I'll leave it alone. <laughs> No I was going to say, when you said brain fog, the first thing it was like, so being blonde. Oh, oh no. Bad, bad. You can write all letters. <laughs> you we can, love our blonde. Yeah, address them to me. <laughs> yes. Uh, like I said, National Caffeine Awareness Month, Celery Month, Cerebral Palsy Awareness Month, Cheerleading Safety Month, Craft uh, Month. It is also National Colorectal Cancer Awareness Month, Credit Credit Education Month, Frozen Food Month, Kidney Month, Noodle Month, Nutrition, Peanuts, Sauce, uh, Umbrella Month, National Social Work Month, and it is also National Women's History Month. You perhaps have seen a lot of things going on uh, recently in regards to spotlights on women in history and the contributions that they have made. Uh, so, yes, happy National Women's History Month to all of our trailblazers and to all women. We celebrate you throughout the month of March. So, um, and then today, being it is March 4th, uh, it is a marching music day. Do you like marching music? I do, actually. <laughs> so you could play some, well, I don't know. Did we have some, did I have some marching music here? Uh, I'll have to look. I thought I had some marching music, but um, yeah, I will. I actually have to look for you. Uh, but it is also National Grammar Day. I do know for a fact that my friend here hates one particular uh, <laughs> non-word. Um, I don't care what Merriam-Webster says. <laughs> Uh, so yes, I, um, I I know as this is National Grammar Day, she will correct you if you say it. Um, so I'll correct you every day. Forget that. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell the folks what the word is. Mm -mm. That will not go through. No, no, because it's not a word. I, I hate that. 
Because then that means I have to say it out loud. All right, Damon. Well, as you say it, you, you can correct to them it. so that this is like a public <laughs> service. So it helps because if somebody right, does so say it, the PSA. All right, the PSA. The word is been added to the dictionary, which I think is the stupidest thing that's ever happened in the entire entire grammar thing. Um, is irregardless because ear, if you could break it down into its pieces for the words you are talking about with regard or guard regarding something, um, if you put ear regard, that means without regard. If you put regardless, that means without regard. If you have it irregardless, that means it's without regard, without, without regard. So that means it's with regard. So you would just say regarding. It's the stupidest word ever, and people say it all the flipping time. Irregardless is not a good word. It's not a word. Well, I mean, it is a word, unfortunately, because Miriam Webster said it was, but it's stupid. (laughs) 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 You feel all right now? (laughs) No. One word. One word. You know, you know, it's kind of like moist to some people. Irregardless is one of those words, like moist to me. Mm -hmm. That's that's where that lives. That's where that word lives. service for all of you. Like I said, I think of the show as an educational show. A lot of people who don't know particular things we help them out, that helps them out. Um, it is also National Hug a GI Day today. It is National Pound Cake Day, National Suns Day, it is Tartar Sauce Day, the Friday after Lent begins, and for those of you celebrating, uh, it is the National Day of Unplugging, the first Friday in March. Uh, hopefully you don't unplug until after the show. Uh, it is National Dress in Blue Day. It is National Speech and Debate Education Day. And it is also National Employee Appreciation Day. So I hope your jobs appreciated you today. Uh, tomorrow, it is National Absent Day, National Cheese Doodle Day, and National Multiple Personality Day. I am not going to make any jokes about that whatsoever. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's Sunday. It is National Dentist Day, National Dress Day. You going to wear a dress on Sunday? I wasn't planning on going out, but if I have to. <laughs> uh, it, is, it is also National Frozen Food Day, National Oreo Cookie Day, and uh, National White Chocolate Cheesecake Day, and Finisher's Medal Day. Uh, Finisher's Medal Day is on the first Sunday in March that recognizes the long hours, days, weeks, even months of training thousands of men and women across the country have put in to achieve their goals of completing a race. So, for my friend who recently did that, the color run, finishes medal day. Woo-hoo. And then on Monday, it is National Be Heard Day. 
National Cereal Day, and I think we've had this conversation before about cereal because I haven't had cereal in over 10, 15 years, not really a fan of it. Uh, <laughs> some people are. Some people can eat it for lunch and dinner. Get it for you. Not me. Uh, it, no, not breakfast no? and dinner. Just breakfast and dinner, those are the only some people do it for lunch. Some people do it for lunch. I've seen it happen. <laughs> Why is that? I mean, if because I know there's a lot of people who probably think about uh, think like you that you either do it this time or this time. Why not for lunch? I don't know. I think it's just because it's midday, so it's like it either starts or ends your day kind of thing for me. Hmm. It's a weird thing. Because that's just me. There's nothing wrong with eating it for lunch. (laughs) Right. Uh, It is also National Crown of Roast Pork Day and National Flapjack Day. We just had National Pancake Day, so now we got National Flapjack Day. Um, I know there's a difference. People like flat breading things. Yes. (laughs) Breakfast breads. And Tuesday, it's International Women's Day, National Oregon Day, National Peanut Cluster Day, National Proof Reading Day. So, yes, if you do put irregardless in your paper, Mary will proofread it and tell you that it is wrong. (laughs) Uh, March 9th, (laughs) it is uh, National Barbie Day, National Crab Meat Day. It is National Meatball Day. So maybe you can go get yourself a meatball sub. Uh, National registered. Now this is now. I kid you not. Now when I said this, and when I read it, uh, <laughs> I did not read for it to come out back to back. So when I said it was National Meatball Day, it is also National Registered Dietitian Nutritionist Day. <laughs> um, and it is also National Get Over It Day. That could be quite a few days for some people. Uh, and then Thursday and. Thursday, it is National Blueberry Popover Day, National Pack Your Lunch Day, National Women and Girls HIV AIDS Awareness Day, World Kidney Day. Now, every year, I think the last year, I tested you on this. Do you also know what March 10th is? Yeah, it's Mario Day. There we go. (laughs) National Mario Mario, Day. Mario, M-A-R-I-O. (laughs) <laughs> yes, Mario. Um, <laughs> or Jumpman, or whatever you want to call. Him. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but National Mario Day is on March 10th. So you can celebrate by playing some Mario Kart or whatever Mario game that you prefer to play. Um, so yeah, those are the things that are coming up. Um, since we have a few minutes, I was going to get into. Uh, both of the stories that I was going to discuss. I kind of read these stories this week. And if you're a parent, there were a few people that were a little bit upset about a story that had made its way into the national news a little bit. This coming out of Elkhart, Indiana, where uh, Indiana, well, after an Indiana teacher was caught on camera striking a high school student in the head, District officials originally said that the veteran teacher no longer worked for the school. They later clarified that he was not fired, 
and that the school board voted to let the teacher retire early. This according to WBND. Uh, Jimtown High School teacher uh, Mike Kaczynski hit the student during a confrontation on February 25th about a hooded sweatshirt the student was wearing in class, according to the release from uh, Bago Community Schools in Elkhart. The district released surveillance video that shows the teacher grabbing the student by the backpack and pushing the student against a wall. The teacher then stands over the student, pointing his finger at them before slapping them with his hand. The student then falls to the ground as the teacher attempts to guide them down the hallway. The slap caused the student's head to hit the wall, and the student suffered visible injuries, the district said. There were cheers and applause when the school board voted in favor of his early retirement. He had been a teacher there for 40 years, and many were shocked when video of him striking a student was released. Uh, It's tough, a former uh, community school's business manager said. It's hard to agree to something like that, especially, I guess, it's because he's just, maybe I shouldn't be talking, but I really think he's just a wonderful person. Um, Also, the person had good things to say about the teacher's character. While he doesn't agree with his actions, he suspects something happened leading up to what was caught on video. He says, quote, as a friend of mine and for something like that to happen, there had had to have been something happening for that to cause that person to just snap. Some attendees blamed school leaders for years of lax discipline. Many that spoke out at the meeting said the incident could have been prevented with stronger discipline guidelines. Some said that he was pushed into taking discipline into his own hands. When a kid is not held accountable for their actions, they feel like that uh, stays that way forever to the former community school's parent. When they become an adult, what's the first thing that's going to happen? They're going to get in trouble and go to jail and, uh, and think, why? Uh, who would have ever thought that he was going to lay his hands on a kid? Nobody, not anybody, according to one community member. And this falls in the lap of the superintendent and the principal because they make the whole machine run. He originally planned to retire at the end of the school year, and the Elkhart, the Elkhart County Sheriff's Office and Indiana Department of Child Services are investigating the incident. I have a feeling I know what you were going to say, and I am probably going to be in uh, some sort of agreement with you because as a teacher, even at the most uh, stressed out times, that is inexcusable (laughs) because while the parent was talking about discipline – if you were out in public as an adult and that happened, there are consequences for the person that hit you, <laughs> no matter what you did. Um, I, I'm going to chalk it up to the area that it's in and say, well, it's that area. I would kind of believe that nobody there is probably going to be that upset about it. And some people were saying that it would have made no sense to have his pension taken away, what does that prove? But to be allowed first to just retire and not be disciplined or fired, and then on top of this to have some people supportive of hitting a child, and I don't care what the child said, I think you kind of got away scot-free. What say you? Uh, I'm, I'm close to that, yes. We are in very much agreement that it's inexcusable. As a teacher, as a person of authority in a place where rules, regulations, and authority is kind of built into the system, there's a hierarchy there, and children, no offense, 
are at the bottom of the pile. They're the last on the list. You're going to be kept safe. You're going to be kept fed, and you're going to be taught. But you are last. You're at the bottom of the pyramid. Um, teachers, authority, people in places of authority, superintendents, principals, assistant principals, even the adults that are in the office that do, you know, the, the, the secretaries and the people that answer the phone, they are all supposed to be held at a higher standard than the children. Because you were supposed to be not only teaching these children how to survive in the world, but how to be a good person. You're supposed to be the example. You're supposed to set that that bar. And I can think back, and I know that you can think back, Lavar, to some teachers and some professors that you look at and you go, yeah, that's the kind of person I would like to become. You know, that kind of character is what I would like to do. And you try to emulate that, and that's what you're supposed to do. Plenty of people throughout my entire school career, and I'm talking from kindergarten to the time I graduated college, that I looked at and went, I would like to be like that person. And I tried to be. That's what you're supposed to do. There is no reason they should physically handle a student. As a adult that's dealt with students, students are mean and malicious, and they try to push the buttons, and they do everything they can. And I'm sorry, when I was a kid, we were students like this. When they smelled weakness, they went after it like a pack of rabid dogs. The point is, as the teacher, you're supposed to rise above that. So I agree with you. He kind of got off, got free. Um, I understand where he may have snapped, so I'm not going to say that he's like a, a horrible person. I can understand where that stress went through, and that's where he ended up. But there should be repercussions. I don't know about taking away his pension. I, I don't know if that's far enough or too no, I mean, far. I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think there should have been nothing. more repercussions. Like yeah. He worked out four yeah. years for that, so he, not, don't take that. He's allowed to retire. That I don't like. Mm-hmm. That I don't like. There should be repercussions. There, but how big of a repercussion, I don't know. That I can't tell you. I know my opinion on it. But, yeah, he did get – he didn't – he didn't even get a slap in the face. Like, he didn't even get the the title of you were fired. He was allowed to retire. No, that's weird. Yeah, and you know what? Sadly enough, I was just thinking about it as you were talking about it. This isn't the first story or the first time we've talked about something like this happening in a school, where a teacher, you know, kind of went over the edge and did something like that to a student. And here we are again talking about it. And there was a second story this week, and it all seems we're around the Midwest. But there was a Wisconsin school leader who was charged for confining six female students to strip search for vaping devices. Uh, This coming out of Surrey, Wisconsin, where the lead administrator of a Wisconsin public school system was charged Monday 
with false imprisonment after six female students said she asked them to take off some of their clothes in a search for vaping devices. Uh, the Surrey School Superintendent Kelly Casper is accused of holding the girls in a high school bathroom while she and the school nurse asked them to strip to their underwear in most cases, according to court documents. And the state originally declined to issue charges in the January 18th incident, determining that no strip searches had occurred and therefore no laws had been broken. And uh, the Oconto County District Attorney at that time said that the initial investigation focused on the search of the students and not their confinement. Upon their review, the state found that Casper lacked legal authority to confine the students in a small restroom in the school complex, according to the statement. The state also found that the students did not consent to being con uh, confined, nor were they given the opportunity to leave or contact their parents. Uh, Casper uh, is charged with six counts of false imprisonment. If convicted, she would face a maximum penalty of six years in prison on each count. Her first court appearance is set for March 23rd. Uh, and one of the civil rights attorneys based in Madison told WLUK-TV there that most of the families involved in the searches retained his services uh, two days after the decision to forego charges. I, I don't know what people are thinking and how they think that they can have – here's my thing. If you are a teacher right now, and teachers are – and I'm not going to knock all teachers. These are two separate incidents. Teachers put up with a lot of crap, deserve a lot more pay, mm -hmm. and are the backbone of how society is shaped because they do so much and have so much carried on them. But there are times when there is one or two bad apples, as teachers always like to say, that spoil the whole core. And I don't understand that even now in 2022 – with all of the things that goes on with kids and trying to protect kids and trying not to get to this situation that you pretty much forcibly, and let's call it what it was, because you didn't really give these students too much of a choice, to strip down to try and find something? Like, what are you thinking? I don't. Are you asking me? Because I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, I wasn't asking you. I was asking you that as more or less as a, as a question, but it's it's just six years on each count. It's a little steep, but I thought six years total. Uh, but man, alive! I I think if that had happened to my child, and I had heard about that, yeah. It, it would not have been good. Uh, aren't you glad right now that <laughs> your little one is no longer in this situation? <laughs> that's that's insane. My little uh, one's I mean, not I, that I think, little. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I would think that at this point, people would. Uh, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts? <laughs> um. Again, they're mixed thoughts because, again, we're put into a situation where, um, you're right, teachers, there are a lot of good teachers out there, and then there's a lot of people, there are a lot of there are a lot of things that are put on teachers' plates that are now their responsibility. They're, 
they're the ones that are responsible for molding. They're the, you know, that kind of thing, setting those examples. Again, we go back to that, setting that example. Um, this was a case of an administrator doing that, so it, it, it's a little different um, because it was the, it was at the principal level. Um, thank God they did have the nurses there for the search because that would have made it worse. Um, reading through more of the article, there's some underlying factors. I don't like the they didn't give the or the the students didn't give consent for them to be held. Well, I don't give consent to having a detention, but yet I still had to serve one. You know, it's not about that. Again, we go back to that triangle of authority and trust and 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 how you're supposed to hold your character. Um, I get what's supposed to be happening. The way they went about it was all wrong. And unfortunately, they're caught in the crosshairs at this point. Um, They're trying to find something that students are trying to keep hidden. And I get that. And it's something that they shouldn't have. I also get that. It'd be like searching for a knife or a gun. Um, But asking a student, I don't know. The removal of clothing is where I stop. Like, that's what gives me pause. Like, I get what they were trying to do. I understand where they were trying to go. I don't like the method in which they used, even if they were, like, trying to do it correctly. Does that make sense? Like, it's very hard to walk that line. It's a very fine line to walk. It is a very fine line to walk. Um, but, yeah, both stories, it's, it comes down to judgment. and huh, you, you hate hearing stories like this because it's kind of like, you know, like I said, teachers are wonderful people, and they have to go through a lot. But in the heat of it, you, you wish it doesn't come down to something like that where poor judgment's used and it costs jobs or jail time or something like that. And it has to be better. Um, but we'll see where that goes. Uh, coming up in a couple of minutes, tonight's retro moment of the week. Uh, I haven't done a commentary in a while. And as always, I will tell you that my views and opinions do not reflect those of my co-host or anybody that uh, comes on any of our programs. Um, just a reminder, Sunday night, and I wasn't thinking about it, uh, we hope <laughs> Sunday night uh, that you will join us for a brand new 401 Lounge, Trinity St. Clair, 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central, right here on Blog Talk Radio. So I uh, haven't had a chance to do a commentary in a minute. And normally, uh, you know, when we do these, uh, you know I'm not going to come to you unless it's something that's just bothering me. And, of course, uh, rarely, like I said, we talk about politics on here, but permit me this tidbit. You know, while we had representatives view the president during the State of the Union this week while he was discussing his deceased son uh, who served in the military, its lowest point came from a vote that a lot of you probably quickly heard about and then pushed to the side. For some reason, I just couldn't. Uh, this week, uh, the uh, 
Congress uh, voted on the Emmett Till anti-lynching bill named for the young man, of course, killed in Mississippi in 1955 for allegedly whistling at that time at a white woman. And and while you think that we would all, especially uh, public servants, would be on board with any type of anti-lynching act, three people were not. I will repeat that. Three were not. By a vote of 422 to 3, the bill passed. Representatives Andrew Clyde, a Republican out of Georgia, Tom Massive, a Republican out of Kentucky, and Chip Roy, a Republican out of Texas, all voted no. Now, I'm going to let that sink in for you. It's not 1960. It's 2022. And the fact that we even had to vote on that, let alone the fact that anyone saw fit to vote no, is a disgrace. I'm not sure of their rationale. Don't care. Don't want to hear it. But I feel that even saying no says a lot about your character. Representative Roy was even quoted once calling lynching, quote, an example of justice. Well, Representative, I call it an example of reprehensible representation for you. For those of you trying to support this vote or dilute it by saying, what about, and I will say enter whatever current city issue here, need to seriously reconsider this one-upsmanship of trying to be, quote, the smartest one in the room. Are there murders in Chicago? Yes. It's happening elsewhere, too. Are gas prices high? Yes, it's everywhere. Is Problem X happening? Yes, but it's everywhere. For one moment and one bill, it focused on that. And if you preoccupied with partisan politics, then you missed the whole point of this particular bill, just like those three representatives did. And while I'm glad that the majority understand, it's still troubling when three don't, because for those three, there's thousands more of their constituents that think the same way. Now, maybe one day we will get it right, and for every injustice or legislation like this, it's not 422 to three, but, well, who am I kidding? As the adage goes, there'll always be one. Progress takes time, and let's just hope that there's never any doubt about the horrors of what happened in the past happening again. And for those three, maybe perhaps they should watch more about what's happened with lynching. This is page one with LeVar and Mary. We'll be right back after our Retro Moments of the Week. 2 a.m. I've got to get some Z's. Nightall will help you get your Z's. Nightall helps you feel drowsy so you can get your Z's. Nightall will help you get your Z's. Mom's working late, huh? Uh, I see. The skillet's out, the table's set, the roast isn't hard. Dad, you need a hand. Hi. Who's that? That's the helping hand Mom gets with Hamburger Helper. Sure, because Hamburger Helper can help you make a delicious, hearty skillet dinner in a snap. I'm home. How's dinner? Dad cooks real good. <laughs> Even though he's all thumbs. Hamburger Helper, when you need a helping hand. Hey, what's happening? The Crocklands, what's happening? Pop Rocks. There's bangs of the bike. Introducing Pop Rocks Crackling Candy. They'll burst all over your mouth in cherry, grape, and orange. Pop Rocks. 
The cracklin's what's happening. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? You're listening to Page One with LeVar and Mary on Block Talk Radio. Your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's LeVar and Mary. Welcome back to page one on this Friday night, March 4th. So glad that you could join us, LeVar, along with Mary here. Um, I'm going to skip a story for a second and go to our potpourri segment because there were stories this week that I pretty much was I, – I have questions now. And, I, and I'm – normally if, you know, I'm talking with Mary, there will be something that I'll see and I'm like, oh, you know, this, 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 that – and it starts off a conversation. Well, there were a few stories this week that kind of caught my eye. And um, one was a story that I had saw about a TikToker who shared the story of her unpleasant working experience at, um, well, well, we'll say it. It was at an Olive Garden in Florida, which she called, quote, the worst. Uh, the catalyst for the video came when she put in her two weeks notice at the restaurant. And instead of granting her the two weeks, her manager allegedly took her off scheduled shifts and fired her. Uh, in a video, the young lady's name, named Cheyenne, who is at Shy uh, Dupree IJ, detailed her experience of working at an Olive Garden in Clearwater, Florida. She said she put in her two weeks after dealing with issues regarding management and feeling like she didn't get paid enough for all the work servers do. Cheyenne said that the managers, one in particular, whose name Felix, would play favorites and write up staff for seemingly no reason and be rude to employees. She spoke about a time when her roommates apparently caught an upper respiratory affection, and although they had doctor's notes, they were still allegedly given a write-up from the manager. And when Cheyenne put in her two weeks, she asked Felix why her shifts were gone. He apparently said that he was, quote, no longer taking two-week resignations and that she was done. The videos gained over a million views in four days, and the comment section showed an outpouring of support to the creator. Uh, it says, normalize not giving notice to uh, shifty managers because 10 out of 10, this is how they react no matter what type of job. Get a new job and just leave, one commenter said. Another person said, girl, it's a good thing you got fired. You now qualify for unemployment. The video also inadvertently inspired commenters to leave bad reviews on the restaurant's Google reviews page about Felix. And... It pretty much, and she asked people not to review bomb the restaurant because she still has friends that work there, and she said that the review bombing would be affecting them, and she doesn't want it to impact her chances at future employment. And she wrote a comment telling viewers that, quote, corporate is handling everything at the store. Uh, in a statement to the Daily Dot, Cheyenne said that she has not been contacted by corporate or Felix since she was terminated over the phone. And... It kind of gave me a question here because when you are in situations like that, I know that every job coach will tell you to the best way to leave a job on good terms is to, quote, put in your two weeks' notice. But 
my question here tonight is, is that now a practice that's archaic? Because if things are really bad at a job, is it really worth putting in a two weeks not knowing what those next two weeks could bring? Because let's face it, there could be some people out there who may be a little bit vindictive and make those last two weeks hard for you. So is it passe to give two weeks notice or should one still be giving two week notices to jobs? Um, I think, and maybe I'm old school, but I think you should still give the two weeks um, for the simple fact that the reason you're supposed to give the two weeks is so that your job has plenty of time while you're still working there to find a replacement for your position. That, that at least that's what I thought, and maybe I'm wrong. But I still think that you should give. If you're leaving a position, you should do everything in your power to maintain that decorum. Now, in this case, and in a lot of cases, I've actually had one case like that as well, where I've given like two weeks, and they said, "Hi, tomorrow, turn in your badge. You know, turn in your employee ID. You're done." You'll get your two weeks, paycheck, whatever, but you're done. There are a lot of people that are like that. And it's like, eh. In my case, it was a security issue. They didn't want me in that two weeks taking proprietary, you know, information or documents or any of those kind of things off property. That was what they considered theirs. Um but, yeah, I've been told to clean out my desk when I gave my two-week notice. So I'd still give my two-week notice. Let's do it that way. I'll, very, I'll keep it very close to the best. I would still continue to give my two-week notice regardless of how I was treated because at that point in time, I'm leaving. Now, if they say, nope, you're done, you're out, get out, bye, see you later, and they're crabby about it, help. Heck yeah, I'll be putting in for unemployment at that point. Be like, I tried to put in my two weeks notice, and I was giving them time to get, you know, take time to to be able to go and get another job and to to give them time to fill in my my position. They told me to leave. They fired me, and I would absolutely say it that way. So, I'm glad that she's trying to do the right thing by like, hey, don't, you know, review bomb these people. Hey, by the way, this is being handled. This this is just it. She shouldn't have gone on to social media in the first place if she didn't want those things to happen. (laughs) You you know everybody goes to social media now, and there's uh, actually a... Because they want validation that they're okay. Yeah. Uh, I will actually tell you, uh, there was actually kind of a funny story about how social media uh, didn't work for somebody this week. And I, <laughs> um, I guess what had happened, and once again, TikTok, dug on it. I was, see, I'm glad you mentioned that. You know, I was pulling up the story now. So uh, I guess the gentleman's name on TikTok is Chosen World, W-R-L-D. <laughs> and instead – that FBI agents in Detroit said that they have discovered the identity of a serial armed robber after recognizing his sneakers on his TikTok videos. For three months, businesses across the metro Detroit area have been plagued by a thief 
always wearing a very similar outfit, a black hooded sweatshirt, black pants, black ski mask, black skeleton gloves, white Nike sneakers, and a black backpack with pink flowers. According to a criminal complaint obtained by the Detroit News, the crime spree began on December 1st when the suspect burst into a 7-Eleven in Benstein and held the clerk at gunpoint before fleeing with a sum of money. On January 13th, a similarly dressed man entered a Marathon gas station in Dearborn, pressed a handgun into an employee's back, and demanded money. This time, he also took an 18-pack of cigars, but left behind a clue that would later tie him to a future robbery. A 40 caliber bullet dropped near the counter. Thirteen days later, the same uh, Benstein 7-Eleven was once again hit, held up by a man wearing the same outfit and the same backpack, marking the same demands for money, making the same threats with a gun, which appeared to contain the same bullet. And the clerk initially refused but complied after the subject pulled back the uh, slide of the gun, a motion of chambering around and ejected around into the counter. Uh, the round, which was discovered later, was a forty caliber. And another place on February 1st was hit. And then after the money was placed in the bag, the subject took several boxes of cigars and then fled the store. And the eventual break of the case came from an unusual source, Snapchat. A tipster told Dearborn police to check out the account chosen underscore one. Digging, investigators learned that account had been recently changed to Chosen World. They then found a TikTok account with the same name and found some very interesting dance moves. And in one, he danced to Pop Smoke wearing distinct white Nikes with red accents, very similar to what witnesses described in all four robberies. They also noticed in his more recent videos, the TikToker had dyed his hair a very familiar shade of pinkish purple. <laughs> And uh, this one celebrating his tax refund, they allege, was posted the day before the 7-Eleven was held up for a second time, and it showed him with that uh, headband and bandana. Uh, the account boasted almost 150,000 followers and 1.6 million likes. Uh, there were some discrepancies, however. Some witnesses told investigators that the perpetrator was taller and white, but authorities were confident they had their man. And they believe that due to his light complexion, the victims of the armed robberies observing him under the circumstances and wearing the clothing described above could describe him as either or. And so now they raided his home, and a search of the residence led to the seizure of items believed to be used in the armed robberies, including a black Glock handgun, the black backpack with the floral pattern, a skeleton full body suit, and white Nike tennis shoes. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. He could face more than 20 years in prison if convicted, all because he went on TikTok and was dancing around, and he pretty much, yeah. (laughs) These young folks out here, (laughs) let that be a lesson to you. This is why social media is good and why it can also be bad. That's hilarious. I have no other words. I have no other words. You know, somebody snitched on it. That was the thing that's even more funny. It was like, they saw the site. They're like, hey, uh, I think this is the guy you guys are looking for. (laughs) Smart on them. I mean, that's some police work right there that the police couldn't even find. This guy's got, you know, 150, you know, plus followers. Yeah. One of them didn't like you that much. (laughs) This is why you always say thank you to every single one of your followers, Mm -hmm. even the bad ones. 
Hey, I even, I thank everybody every week. <laughs> thank you for listening. <laughs> um, but one other story that surprised me. I did, well, I knew that there was still a state. So New Jersey is, um, I guess New Jersey is the only state in the country that does not allow its drivers to pump their own gas. And while Oregon has some restrictions, it's still a point of pride for many throughout the Garden State. That may come to an end, though. With a new proposal to allow self-service as an option as gas prices surge, due to inflation in Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Uh, It says everyone's in a rush, so if you can pump your own gas, save 15 cents or more per gallon, why not, according to Assemblywoman Annette uh, Shapiro. She says if you don't want to, it's your option. Now, the New Jersey legislator introduced A3105, dubbed the Motorist Fueling Choice and Convenience Act. It's a bipartisan measure that will allow residents the option to pump their own gas or continue at full service uh, from an attendant. While some drivers may enjoy the convenience of staying in their cars and an attendant fills the tank, waiting for that assistance becomes inconvenient when a driver is in a rush or the station is busy. And the legislation pretty much simply gives drivers more options when it comes to filling up the gas tanks. And following that introduction, members of the New Jersey Gasoline Convenience Store Automotive Association uh, came out in support of the bill. They said the current law that does not allow for self-service crippling a lot of small businesses because Increasing prices and labor shortages are making it harder and more difficult to run a gas station. Uh, the bill would allow, like I said, gas stations to offer the option to self-serve. Those stations with more than four dispensers would still be required to continue offering full service. And when they had asked certain people, uh, well, the reason why, by the way, Congress had passed the statute in 1949 entitled the Retail Gasoline Dispensing Safety Act that banned self-serve gas citing safety concerns like fire hazards. And New Jersey is the only state that maintains that law and requires a gas station employee to pump. One said, uh, not ever, however, everyone's not a fan of it. One motorist, Marianne Box, said, I wouldn't even know how to do it, and I don't think I'd want to do it. I know if you go out of state, you, ha- you do have to do it, and I'm happy that someone is with me when I do it. For some New Jerseyans, the idea of pumping your own gas is foreign. Another person said, I'd rather someone pump my gas for me because I've lived in Jersey my whole life. I don't know how to pump gas. (laughs) There are roughly 2,200 gas stations in the state, and many see the measures a way to keep them in business, particularly amid staffing shortages. Um, If passed, the law would take effect 90 days after that date. There's two things here. It's not that hard to pump gas. (laughs) And two, I'm shaking my head over here. Are you surprised that there are people who wouldn't know how to do that? Because I think of other people who are like, oh, I wouldn't know how to self-check out of the store. Oh, I wouldn't know how to use this. Look, it's the simple things. And I don't want to, like, make fun of the people that don't know the simple things. But that, I mean, pumping gas isn't that hard, is it? No. I would say no, <laughs> but I know how to pump gas, so I, I don't know. The work. Um, all right, let's break the let's let's break this down. Let's 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 see let's let's break this down. Please do. 
I have been I have I, I have driven across the country a couple of times. Um mm-hmm. not all the way to New Jersey, but I've driven a lot of the states. Um in my travels, there was one place where I stopped to go get gas. I got out of the car and the attendant ran out. No, 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 no. Get back in your car. And I freaked. I didn't know what the hell was going on. And they're like, they roll, I rolled down the window just a little bit because I'm like, I, I don't, I am, a, you know, an adult woman by myself in this car. Like, and you're screaming at me to get back in my car. Um, but that was one of those full service gas stations where you did they did not allow anybody to pump their own gas. I was like, really? Because I, it's not like I don't know how to. That was one place. That was one town in the state that this direction. I don't know how people don't know how to pump gas. Like if this was way back when, when there wasn't like an automatic shut, like you put the gas pump and you just you squeeze the handle. Everything else is automated at this point. Like, if your gas tank gets full, it goes, hey, I'm full, and it shuts it off. You don't even have to know how full your tank is. I remember a day. Yes, I am. Just, I am. I'm totally, I'm totally going to age myself here. I remember a time when you had to know how big your gas tank was and where you were at for your gas tank. So you knew you had half a tank left. My gas tank holds 12 gallons, so I can only put six gallons of gas in there. You had to know that. Or you would overfill your tank, and it would spill out on your feet. <laughs> uh, you don't have to do that now. Newfangled cars have these things now, and so do the pumps, where it stops automatically. I don't know how you don't know. But uh, you know what? I get where they're coming from with the with the laws getting it changed, bringing it to be more modern. I kind of like the fact that they still have the full service. Like, that would be nice to have every now and again. And, yeah, I would pay a little extra to have that convenience. You're paying for that convenience. But is it something – how people don't know how to pump gas, that boggles my mind. (sighs) (laughs) I was just floored when I read those comments. And I was was like, seriously? Even now, with all the technological advances we've made in gas stations, and like you said, I don't know, but I'm assuming that they are now because there's no way any young person would probably have said that. You know, it's it's, either that or just lazy. I I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But I digress. Um, Before we kind of get to some of the last stories and things here uh, tonight, uh, just a quick look at what's trending. The Bulls are trending. Um, Big matchup with the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. Unfortunately, not ending well for the Bulls. They lost 118 to 112. Uh, SmackDown, Rampage are trending. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race is trending. Um, And then uh, Hurdle is trending as people attempt to guess the song by just listening to the intro in as few tries as possible in the online game Hurdle. Um, I've never heard of that game. Uh, so that, that is that's trending. That's a new one for me too. Yeah. Uh, and then Phineas and Ferb is trending tonight. Uh, the reason why is that someone had put out a question and that they said, if one of these shows has to be erased from memory, which is going? Would it be Adventure Time, 
Would it be the regular show, Gravity Falls, or Phineas and Ferb? And, um, yeah, I would say Gravity Falls, but that's just me. <laughs> Ask me if you want to. Send your, so, send your messages my way. Yeah, some people are defending Phineas and Ferb, but then again, somebody said, mm, no. Um, uh, and then some, someone said, call me a hater, but I wanted Candace to at least get Phineas and Ferb caught in that backyard at least one time. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, I can accept yeah. that. <laughs> uh, and then I Am Legend is trending as Will Smith is getting ready to revisit one of his signature roles. He is attached to star in a sequel to I Am Legend. Uh, so that is also trending tonight. And then um, a story that I know will be of great interest to my friend Larry here. Sonic Heroes is trending tonight, and someone posted the question. You have only $10 to spend to bring these Nintendo GameCube games to the Switch. Which one are you picking? There's a bunch of games here, but along some of them that were here were uh, Metroid Prime, uh, Metroid uh, Prime Echoes, Mario Party 4, uh, Crash Bandicoot, Sonic Heroes, Super uh, Mario Strikers, Eternal Darkness, Luigi's Mansion, uh, Zelda, Legend of Zelda, uh, was it Wind, Wind Waker, Wind Walker, whatever. Wind Waker. Uh, Wind Waker. Super Smash Brothers, uh, Zelda, Pac-Man World 2, Sonic Riders, uh, Donald Duck, uh, Quick <laughs> Crack Attack, uh, Sonic, <laughs> Kirby uh, Air Ride. Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, uh, Pikmin 2, Animal Crossing, Paper Mario, or Pikmin. So they gave a bunch of choices, and a lot of people right now are saying that Sonic Heroes uh, is way better than Pokemon Black, but I know that's going to uh, (laughs) cause a lot of issues. Yeah, that's a fandom we don't want to even start to choose sides on, so I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> but you said <laughs> it's Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> yeah, it's Crash Bandicoot. You said it's Bandicoot. It's Bandicoot. Um, <laughs> Just going to show how much <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Um, the one I would do is not on that list. So that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to show how many video games. See, if it wasn't NCAA, if it wasn't uh, Madden, if it wasn't like uh, MLB the show, more likely I am playing. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. sorry, not sorry. <laughs> right? And that is why, you know, I will probably never be on anyone's uh, – I will probably never, ever be a guest on – someone's uh, Twitch stream. Twitch, Twitch. It's video games. So. <laughs> That's not true. I got to witness and play League of Legends Team Fight Tactics. So there you go. You you do have very, it's very little, but you have some street cred there. 
I got some street I, gamer I, cred right there. <laughs> that, I, was, I was bought on as a pity player. That was what I was. <laughs> 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 I was bought on as a pity player. That's exactly what happened. So, yes. Uh, <laughs> but that is what's trending. Uh, I so want to go into this last story. And, and <sighs> I am it. probably for Okay. Well, there's a reason why I sent the story to you, and there's a reason why I was going to talk about it, because it, it – so I'm going to talk about it. Before I talk about it, I'm going to probably at this time, once again, tell all of you that I'm going to have to slap the rated uh, – uh, let's see. What rating should we give this? Um, <laughs> it's more adult topic, so if you're around kids, I would suggest that within the next 15 seconds – that uh, you tell them night-night or go play Crash Bandicoot, Bandicoot, whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll talk about this for a little bit. But this came from a story out of GQ magazine. And the tagline on it was, please wash your hands before sex. And it was written by Sable Young. And she had started off by saying, you know, I remember a year ago when everyone had to relearn the proper way to wash their hands. Before mask and ventilation, the government was telling you to sing happy birthday twice, <laughs> how young we were. And then she said that she, uh, you know, had remembered things about basic hygiene until she read a CDC report that a not very nice 69, well, 69%, uh, 69% of men did not wash their hands regularly. <laughs> hey. And how living through this pandemic has hopefully changed this for the good. So she said, while I'm at it, might I suggest the importance of washing your hands before hooking up? She says, your hands are the pioneers for all physical experiences involving your sense of touch, picking up billions of pathogenic passengers along the way, and nearly any orifice in a body is a warm, squishy, welcoming environment for microorganisms. Even the most PG of sexual contact involves the exchanging of some kind of bodily fluids. In fact, when you boil it down, a lot of common sexual acts involve putting your body parts into someone else's body parts. But considering how your hands are some of your most important parts, they're introduced to some very intimate spaces in your partner, spaces that are often fragile, chemical environments with delicate pH levels that do not take kindly to foreign bacteria. And she says that as the owner of vagina, I can tell you that all these about and its fickleness, the essentials of an acidic pH environment, and all the uncomfortable and gross tantrums it can and will throw when that environment is compromised. But she says, I'm also going to ask you to trust her. Uh, if you're thinking, well, I've never heard this from my partners, it must not really be an issue. And she says that she was here to tell us that that's not necessarily the case and that uh, there's a real likelihood that uh, – <laughs> women are telling their post-hookup or, or telling their group chat about your post-hookup havoc. Instead, she says she's taking it on herself to say that any simple thing that you can do to keep the filth in your minds and not in your partner's bits is a very good and sexy thing to do. But isn't that a mood killer, you say? Perhaps imagining excusing yourself post-strip down to give your hands a rinse in the bathroom sink. She says, honestly, if your date flees because you took a moment to scrub up, it is definitely not you washing your hands. It's mood murderer. But just build, build it in. Taking a moment to excuse yourself to use the bathroom in anticipation of an approaching mood is just good planning. 
You don't have to announce, be right back, going to go polish these sex hands now. The same way some think about applying lube or fumbling with a condom is an awkward enough interlude to skip altogether. Least the delicate mood shrivels and withers away. We all power through it because it's important for everyone's health and comfort. So making sure your hands are clean before you put them on a body. She says, would you suck your own fingers after taking public transportation, having drinks at a bar, walking your dog, or going for a bike ride? She says, I'll bet not because you know about germs. Even when your hands aren't doing so many activities, there's still the possibility of hangnails, bleeding cuticles, and other such little fluid leaking in fantasies that seem like no biggie until it's coming into contact with another person's mucous membranes. She says it's just good manners to wash your hands before eating, and it's even better manners to do so before engaging in intimate contact with another person. Now, she said in the past she asked partners, hey, do you mind washing your hands before we start it? we get started or keep going. She says, no one has ever challenged the request. She says, I mean, why would you if it's leading to sex? The response is usually obliging but slightly surprised. Oh, yeah, of course. She says, as if I told someone they had forgotten to turn their headlights off when they parked their car. It's not that I think men inherently have vile, filthy hands that will immediately lead to some sort of vaginal uh, rot when introduced. But I, too, know about germs, and I've thought a lot about those invisible uh, F word lately. So <laughs> it's a funny article if you read it, uh, but it's kind of true. So I guess in this day and age now of germs and uh, everything else that's going on, um, should one be offended if their partner asks them beforehand to just get their hands once over in the, in the bathroom sink? I don't think so. I've asked for before and after, like before. And when we were done, you know, you're like, hey, I'm going to go wash up. You want to come in, uh, you know, sexy time with me in the bathroom kind of thing. I don't see how that's a bad thing. Maybe it's just because I agree with her. We have very delicate pH balance things and, and those things do basically scream at us when things go sideways. And it, it really does just happen that way. It just happens to, happens to be exactly how she says it. So for me, beforehand, absolutely, you should not be offended if somebody goes, hey, do you mind? You know, just we touched a bunch of things on the way in here. Why don't we just clean up a little bit? If you feel awkward about it, Move it to the showers. That way everybody's clean while you're not clean. <laughs> I don't think it's easy, and I can't, I can't do it. I don't know. But, yeah, no, I, I hey, I'm going to go wash up. You want to come with me? You know, it, there's nothing wrong with it. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think it's very funny. It's a very funny article, and I will full-on admit it's a very funny article. Um, I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was great. <laughs> I love when I do that, when I kind of, like, hold on, and she thinks I'm actually going to cut in and actually say something, and it helps me. Or I leave her... Trying to explain, but uh, <laughs> I get it. 
you know, here's the thing. She's not wrong. Uh, There's a lot of stuff going on, and there's a lot of different factors going on. I just don't know. Because what happens when that person is like, oh, no, my hands are clean. I mean, how do you kind of, I guess, push them into like, no, it's not. Uh, kind of really need you to go so that I'll feel a lot more better about this. Do you offer a hand sanitizer at that point? <laughs> no, because then you got alcohol getting into contact with things. That throws so many things off. <laughs> and if they say no, then then you have a choice as a person. Everybody still has a choice. They have a choice to say no. And if they say no, you can be like, you know what, then kind of not in the mood anymore. Thanks, no thanks. Or keep going. That's up to you. Hmm. Well, and if they don't, of course, there's always that one thing. You do it for Randolph Scott. Randolph Scott. Randolph Scott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She can always do that to you. <laughs> Oh, Lord. I, the things that we always don't really think about until somebody actually writes an article about it, I I am, <laughs> like I said, I'm a clean person, you know. I've done that before where it's like, hey, you have a ritual, let me go wash my hands, you know. Because, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on, and I think that if you – like she said, you don't have to announce that you're going to do that, but um, I think in doing so, it shows that you're a caring partner um, and that you want to make sure that it stays clean. But then again, what if you have somebody that's a horrible hand washer? You trust me, and this is going off to a side story. I know people or I've seen people who go to a bathroom and will, quote, do to pretend to wash their hands or do to five seconds of just some water and no soap. <laughs> How people do that, I don't understand. Wash your freaking hands, people. You are the people. No, I'm just kidding. How? How are people like that? They they still are. It, it, it never uh, – it, it, it never, uh, it never amazes me that there's some people who are still like that. And if you really want to see certain things, you know, I think more pressure is like when you're at like in a ball game because some people like because it's going on. But you know, I'm sitting there and in my brain. I'm actually counting how long people wash their hands, and I've seen people go into a bathroom, and I kid you not will pretend that they wash their hand, like they'll stick their hand under the sink real quick so that you can hear some rushing water for like a few seconds and then walk out. And I was like, they didn't wash your hands. <laughs> that defeated the purpose. And even then, just putting some water on them means nothing if you did not put something on it. I, I just, and, I, I, I'm flabbergasted. How, how, like if you're not going to wash your hands or you're going to pretend to wash your hands, just walk out. Like, don't even pretend to wash your hands. Just wash it and just stop. Just walk out. You know you're not clean. You're dirty. You're gross. Just walk out. We've judged you. 
And if you're going to pretend to wash, the, wash your hands, then you think someone's judging you. Just live with the judging and leave and leave. How about, just, how about if they use how about if they use a moist towelette? <laughs> moist towelettes at least are a little bit cleaner than like no soap whatsoever. <laughs> Only slightly. We might have to do a ranking here, like not washing hands, step above that is moist towelette, step above that is hand sanitizer, step above that is actually washing your hands. Actually washing your hands. (laughs) Yes. And no, I am not going to put that as a um, question on a survey question on the web page. So, what do you do or don't do? You don't wash your hands? You use a little hand sanitizer? You use a little moist towel? You got a wet one nearby? (laughs) No. I'm one of those weird people that I wash my hands. Like, people have actually made comments, especially even during COVID. Like, prior to COVID, people were like, wow, you, like, should have been a doctor. I'm like, well, Filipino, not doctor, nurse. But besides the the joke of that, in order to wash your hands, (laughs) it takes more than just a a quick rinse. So take the time to wash your hands, and then it's like, and then they see me using hand sanitizer after I walk into my office, and it's like because I just touched three doors to get here, and everybody's touched those three doors, and I don't know if they've washed their hands be- before they touched those three doors. So I just right. had clean hands. Now I don't. <laughs> now I do. So no, you don't. That's why I was like, some places defeat the. Pr- now you know what. Actually, here's a question. If you, and this has happened, if you are in a place in which employees must wash their hands before going back to work, but there's no soap in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, that's what are you now? <laughs> I have like, just resigned the fact that every employee at a fast food restaurant does not wash their hands properly. And that is the risk I take in eating in partaking in their food. It all burns off once it gets on the grill. <laughs> <laughs> Call it extra flavor. Yes. Well, seasoning. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Just a little sprinkle of something. Uh, a little something, something on the side. What's What's a little extra salmonella for you? <laughs> <laughs> What's a little salmonella between friends? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's probably going to be like some some restaurants like new taglines like it's extra salmonella between friends. <laughs> I need that on a t-shirt. Somebody make that yep. a t-shirt. What's a little salmonella between friends? And then have like all the fast food restaurants on the back. All of them. That way, it's not like a copyright thing. It's every single one. You're not. You're not. Every single fast food restaurant you can think of on the back. What's a little mm-hmm. salmonella between friends? Done. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, now we've probably just turned some people off and we're going to get the... Uh... By the way, um, there was a quick story about that this week about a TikToker who had revealed that she places a DoorDash order for an Olive Garden, which is just across the street from her. <laughs> I'm pulling it up right now while you mentioned that. Uh, user Danny at Diamond Pretzel 2.0 posted the TikTok at which she revealed just how close the Olive Garden was to her house. And she said, <laughs> she said, I just saw a video where they said twice a year they splurge on getting delivery. She starts the video. Let me show you how lazy I am. She then flipped the camera to show a restaurant a street away. She said, that's Olive Garden. I've gotten delivery from there. No need to hate on me. I already hate myself enough for this, she added in the caption. She posted the TikTok a day ago and it since amassed more than 451,000 views. And viewers were divided on whether such an unnecessary order is financially sound. And they said, how do you all afford that? I simply cannot justify the higher cost plus delivery charge plus tip. I'll just go pick it up myself. And somebody said, maybe I'm cheap, but I refuse to pay for delivery fees. I'd rather spend more on the actual food. And one said, I don't understand. I want to pay practically $27 in fees and tips to get something delivered. Others sided with her, stating that time is money, too. One person said, but then you have to get dressed, go outside, start your car, drive to the restaurant, then wait for uh, uh, for uh, the food and drive back to your house. It's worth the cost, really. <laughs> and she said that they were either saying that she was rich for using food delivery services or poor for using a food delivery service. She said, for me, it's worth it getting food delivered to my house. I'm really just paying for the comfort of not leaving my home. <laughs> and another one said, order delivery and, and from there is, there the is a line there. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah. I, 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 I get, I am, I am, I am a DoorDash Grubhub user. Um, nothing that close, but it is. It's time to get there and pick it up and and bring it home. Um, you have to get dressed. And with some women have to put on their faces or put on, you know, do their hair or any of that stuff. Myself is usually putting on a hat. Um, but then you're also driving, gas money, because you're using gas. And then, again, time at the restaurant and then getting it back. So, yeah, I mean, I get it. There are times when I look at it and go, no, I'm driving to get that. <laughs> There's a line, but yeah, there's also there's also uh, there's a benefit. There's it's, there's a convenience to it, so I get it. I get it both ways. That's what she said. I understand what they're talking about on both sides of the coin. They've um, already sent the kids to bed. It's okay. They've already yeah. sent the kids to bed. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, so no, that was um, that is what's um, happened. So, uh, by the way, uh, I did promise uh, Urban Dictionary word of the day. Uh, the one word that I really wanted to do it was like too much of a swear word. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, it was a funny one. Uh, well, I will say it. I'm going to try to say it. And my best way that I could say it without actually swearing and using the word. Um, it is the effing me. <laughs> and 
pretty much it is, when your day, it is when your day is going too well and you don't trust it and some crap finally goes down. And they use the sentence, ah, there it is, Daphne. There it is. Oh, yep. I could have used that earlier today. <laughs> Not for me, for someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and for our friends over, yes, for our friends over in the UK, that was actually a word here. Uh, it says the word was mainly used in East London, and it's called NICED, N-I-C-E-D. It means being treated or being treated nicely. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know if it was nice in the past tense, um, but yes, uh, NICED. Uh, and then uh, the final one word of the day that was sitting here, love pup. Uh, it is exactly what you think it is. It is a silent fart release whilst in bed with your partner that you were hoping wouldn't smell but does. By calling it a love puff, you hope to maintain some level of cuteness and overcome the curse of the bad smell that threatens to ruin an otherwise romantic moment. <laughs> love puff. <laughs> a love puff. My dog gives off love puff on a daily basis. <laughs> this goes to show how much he loves you. <laughs> yeah, that is. With that, the old clock in the wall was telling us that we were just about out of time. Did you have any shout outs this week? Um, no, but next week I will. Um, next week I'm going to actually be, I've been told, I was told today that I'm actually going to be part of a parade. <laughs> because I'm as big as a float, your mother. Um, no. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, I'm going to be part of a parade. I'm going to be riding along with the sons and daughters of Aaron um, of Southern Nevada. Um, for their St. Patrick's Day Parade. So it's going to be uh, an interesting weekend for me. So, yay. Yay. Interesting. So not this week. Next week I'll do the shout-out. Shout-out will come next week. So we'll, we'll do it then. Uh, no shout-outs here. Uh, the only thing is that, as always, I tell you to be kind, be kind to your neighbor, uh, have a good week. And, of course, like I said, join me Sunday night, brand-new 401 Lounge with Trinity St. Clair, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 o'clock Central. And then we'll be right back here with you again next Friday night for another edition of Page 1, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 o'clock Central. In the meantime, you can catch everything that there is about this show over on Twitter at NewsComicPTR. Uh, you can catch it on Mary's at Blue Eyes Mama. Also, uh, I know I put it out on the page this week, too, about – uh, joining us over on Discord, um, and of course, hearing our shows on Spotify and on Apple and on iHeartRadio. So there's a lot of places to catch us. Catch us there and tell a friend. And as always, thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. You know, I told you people something a long time ago, and it's just as pertinent today as it was then. Ladies and gentlemen, Take my advice. Pull down your pants and slide on the ice. <laughs> <laughs>
listening to Page One. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at News Comment BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.